Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Ah, the devil are ya. How are you guys doing today? Hope you guys are having an absolutely amazing week so far. Well, what day is it? It must be Wednesday by now. So, um, yeah, so today, this episode is all about endangered animals. We're going to talk about... It's not supposed to be a conservation episode, but um, we might actually end up getting into a little bit about, um, you know, the, the, the status of some of these animals we're going to talk about. But, obviously, as it's the Arabic in 60 Steps podcast, we are going to talk about five um, endangered animals. And we're going to talk about how to say that they're endangered in terms like extinction and also just talk about the, the, the animals themselves. So, those are kind of the main objectives of this podcast it won't be an especially long one but before we get into the actual arabic of it, i have a few announcements so first and foremost um congratulations to all of the recent students who've joined the arabic in 60 steps program i'm going to try to get your names up so i can read them while we're still recording so um yeah so congratulations to um to adil uh, to bilal to jafar to jenna uh, to Lokman, to terry and our most recent student salma as well so congratulations to you guys uh, for claiming your places on the arabic in 60 steps program so that actually means that there's only six spaces left now so um yeah th- those are some important announcements only six spaces left and then also um, within a couple of days, or um, or it might be a week or so, I'm going to be announcing the launch of something new. I can't really give you too much information about it now, but but um, I've started posting some teasers about it on the Instagram, and it's lit, and, it, and it's just called, um, uh, it's called three e eight three e eight. That's all you guys can know at the moment. So it's just a little clue for um for what it's going to be. But it's um yeah, it's something that's going to be pretty exclusive. It's only going to be available to a few people. So um. So anyway, there will be something coming coming soon, a new Arabic language product. But um, yeah, that's all I can tell you for right now. But anyway, so let's get into the actual episode. So um, so the first animal we're going to talk about is Fahd al-Thalj. Fahd al-Thalj. So what is a Fahd? A Fahd is a leopard. And what is a Thalj? A Thalj is the snow or the ice. Our Arabic uses, um, uses the same word for the two of them. You know, obviously you can imagine that, um, you know, Arabic speakers from the Arab world... Um, possibly don't have much need for two separate words for those as there isn't a whole lot of a whole lot of thelj um in the arabian uh, in the arabian peninsula so um yeah so fahd thelji is actually how it would be written in fusha um it is an ildafa construct construct it's like saying um a leopard of the snow uh, or the leopard of the snow fahd thelji and you do the same thing um with like a with like um with any other animal that's of the snow, right? If you're going to say like a snow rabbit, or you'd say arnabu thelj. If you're going to say a snow rabbit, or a um, yeah, whatever other animal, right? Whatever other animal you're talking about of being a, a ice or a snow version of that animal. Um, snow leopards are particularly important. I wanted to mention because there's only about five thousand of them left in the world, like on planet Earth. Which I mean, if you imagine, there's probably that many people who live in your village or live in your town, you know, but. But but it's the snow leopard, like it's a whole species that's reduced to that amount, and you know, and and, and there's only about four, and only about four hundred of those are in Pakistan, you know, because there are there are there is a population of of snow leopard in northern Pakistan. So um, so anyway, so that's the first one, Fahd uh, thelji. The next one is the tiger. Um, usually when people say the word tiger, they say nemr, but um, it is actually if you're writing in fusha, it is nemir, um, with a with a fatha on the noon and a kasra on the meme. So nemirun is the word for a tiger. You, usually in usually with animals, if you're saying a female or a male one, you don't just put a tamar bota on the end. You use the term um, use the term untha or um, or dhakar, um, to talk about a male or a female, just like we do in English. Like with most animal species in English, we don't have a specific word for a a male leopard or a female leopard. We, we just say it like that. But 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 with a tiger, we have the word tigress, and um, 
you know, even though like I wasn't aware of it being correct, like I'm, I, I'm, I don't actually think it is correct to say this, but I have, I, I was watching a, a, a wildlife documentary, a National Ge- Geographic one recently that was in Arabic, and they did use the term nemiratun um, to mean a tigress. Um, so I, I suppose, I don't know, maybe that kind of has the impression that you're um, personifying the tiger a little bit more. But anyway, so the term nemir uh, means a tiger, and um, you, you might have actually heard the name Namir. Namir is um is is a name that shares the same root with it. Although I don't think that name is actually um I don't think that that name is actually about being a tiger. I think the term Namir actually has another meaning in Persian or something. But anyway, so um, yeah, so Namir is a tiger. If if you're gonna say a tiger cub, I believe you can say Numair. Numair, and that that is a name as well. Numair, um, tigers only about four thousand of them in the wild, and are relevant to the Muslim world because you know many of them live in Bangladesh and eastern India as well. The next one, one of my favourite animals, is um, is um, a zirafa. A zirafa um, is the giraffe, but I specifically want to talk about a subspecies of the giraffe, the reticulated giraffe or the Somali giraffe. Um, there's only about nine thousand of them left in the wild. I, I mean, only I mean for reticulated giraffes though. Um, you know, there's about a hundred thousand across the whole of Africa, but but when you consider that the natural habitat for the giraffe is like the whole of Africa almost, but yet there's like a hundred thousand of them left on planet Earth of all giraffes. But when you consider that they have that much habitat, but their population's been reduced by that much, it's it's pretty crazy. Like like if you live in London, like a hundred thousand is less than the amount of people who live in like one London borough. You know, you imagine like the space that a London borough is and how many people can live there. But yet then there's like the whole of Africa and there's only 100,000 giraffes. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. But um, there, there is a, there is a, so, so yeah, if you, if you want to talk about the Somali giraffe, you can say a zarafa to Somali, yeah. Um, yeah, or, or there is, or there is a term for reticulated, which I have seen. I haven't seen it used for giraffes, but I've seen it used for pythons. A thorban or shebeki. Um, so the term shebeki means means reticulated, um, but um, to to be honest, like in the Arabic language, I haven't really heard much nuance in in names of species. Um, I, I don't I don't know if um, if that's because just generally among the Arab peoples there isn't there isn't so much so much awareness perhaps of of, of different species like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't really know what it is. Like I've I've noticed it in the Somali language as well. I'm not I'm not saying that the two are the same, but like like in Somali, the word for a um, a leopard and the word for a tiger is the same. It's just shebel. Both of them are shebel. Like that 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 probably has some conservation issues. That does because they're not they are not the same animal. You can be sure about that. <laughs> they're not the same animal. But um but anyway, so the reticulated giraffe as zarafa to shebekiyetu. Um, would be the reticulated giraffe, or also known as the Somali giraffe. The next animal, one that is actually found in the Quran, is al-filu, the elephant, the plural of which is afyal, um, is elephants. Um, there are quite a lot of elephants, and there's like 400,000 of them, which sounds like quite a lot, but, I mean, it's a, it's a lot compared to the other ones in this list, but it's still not much. I mean, like, I don't know, 100 years ago, there's probably 10 or 11 million elephants in Africa, so it's, it's not very much at all. But yeah, the the elephant actually occurs in the Quran. There's um, there's a story in the that that occurs in the the year of Abraha, or um or the year of the elephants they call it. Um, when a, a army came from southern Arabia and brought elephants um to come and destroy the Kaaba. There's a there's a surah about it in the Quran near the end, surah, one hundred and five. Um, if if any of you guys want to go and have a little read through it of the the um, the people of the elephant, al Fil, the the people of the elephant. 
Oh yeah, by the way, there was something that I meant to say in Arabic language point about the giraffe, by the way. Um, so you know how giraffe, how the word for a giraffe ends with a tetmod bota, zarafatun. It doesn't necessarily mean it's talking about a female giraffe, right? Like in any of these names, it, it doesn't, the, the ending doesn't have an assumption that it's a particular gender, right? Like usually in, usually in Arabic, as I said, you'd use the term dhakar or untha to talk about if it's male or female. Um, but but just some of them have have a tetmod bota on the end and others don't. But um, yeah, so so when, so if you hear someone say a zarafa to Somalia, the the Somali giraffe, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a female one because there's a tetmod bota. Like the word zaraf without a tetmod bota on the end doesn't mean a male giraffe. You know, I thought, I thought I'd just clarify that. We have we have had we have done a whole episode in the past on on animals. I think I went over like twenty or twenty five different kinds of animals in that episode and talked about this a bit more. But that was quite a while ago, and um, many of you guys might have missed that. And also, uh, because of today being um, World Wildlife Day, um, I wanted to uh, wanted to point that out today. Um, and then the last one, this one's really sad and very particular, very um, you know, very specific to this podcast is the Arabian leopard. Now, many people don't actually know that the Arab world, um, well, the Arabian Peninsula itself has has a has like an indigenous species of um, species of leopard, um, just the Arabian leopard. And you know, sadly, there's only about two hundred of them, like left on Earth. And that's you know that's 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 definitely in the category of being critically endangered, um, yeah. And so we talked about the leopard. If you remember what a leopard is, it's fahed. So a fahed, al fahed al Arabi, is um is the 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 Arabian the Arabian leopard, and um yeah their numbers are obviously um, you know in in serious danger usually due to lack of prey um and conflict and conflict with humans. When I say conflict with humans. Um, it doesn't really. It doesn't mean like they're having fights and wars with each other. It, it means that conflict for space, usually competition for space and for prey and stuff like that. So that's a re- that, that's really quick. You know, those are just a few few words I wanted to go over. So the word for a snow leopard, fehed or thilj. The word for a tiger, nemir. Uh, the word for a reticulated giraffe, a zarafa to shebekiyetu. And then an elephant is filon. And then the Arabian leopard is al fehed al arabi. So that. That's everything for this episode. So, um, yeah, so this is for World Wildlife Day. And I'd just like to let you guys know as well that as it's World Wildlife Day today, for the rest of this month, I'm going to do a little series um, on animals in the Quran. So um, so we're going to do maybe 10 episodes, I think. We have 10 planned. It's just whether we'll get the time to record them and upload them, inshallah. So um, we'll, do a, we'll do like a separate episode for each one of the animals in the Quran. The first one that we're going to do, ho- hopefully release it in the next few days, will be on the ant. Um, obviously, there's a whole surah of the Quran called Surah Al-Naml, the chapter of the ants. So, um, so we'll, we'll be doing that this this um, this week, and then continuing for the rest of March as well on different animal stuff. The Ala Uddin series will be back at some point, probably in April, um, as this month we're doing wildlife stuff, which I'm 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 really into. Um, I'd just like to end this end this podcast by thanking the Born Free Foundation. The Born Free Free Foundation is a wonderful UK-based, I believe, charity. They certainly they certainly have base. In here, I don't know if it's, and the founder is British, but so, so we'll call them a UK-based charity. Um, yeah, and they they essentially in their charity they believe that animals are born and should remain free. It's fairly simple. Um, yeah, and I absolutely love their podcast as well. I found it recently. It's all about sort of conservation and what what the Born Free Foundation are doing in their um, in their sanctuaries in South Africa and across Eastern Africa as well. And it's it's an absolutely wonderful way for you to kind of educate yourselves a little bit on the hardships that. Um, that that animals themselves are going through but then also the the challenges to conservation as well so anyway 
I know this this episode was a little bit left field. It, it wasn't sort of Arabic language focused. It, it, we went into a little bit about animals and conservation and stuff. But I thought it was a good opportunity for us to blend two of my biggest passions on earth. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please don't forget to, um, if you're on iTunes, give it a rating for me, please. The podcast would be really, really cool if you'd let me know what you think of it. And um, yeah, hope to see you guys soon in the next episode. We'll be talking about um, the story of Anaml, of the ants in the Quran. So see you guys soon. Have a great day. Assalamu alaikum.